Well, every marriage has issues, and sometimes those issues drive us to what seems to be the point of no return. That's what almost happened to Jennifer and David. Challenges of marriage, parenting a child with special needs, and just the stuff of life brought them to a breaking point. Here's my conversation with Jennifer and David. All right. Well, we are so excited to have Jennifer and David here with us today on the Journey Podcast. Uh, thank you guys for, for coming. Yeah, thanks thank for having you. us. You bet. You know, uh, we have been, Jennifer, we've been talking about this for a long time, telling your old story. And there's a lot of your story, uh, but uh, finally we get to do it. So uh, yeah, I'm excited. You guys um, have um, a daughter named Sierra, and Sierra, 21 years old, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, she's uh, she has some special needs. So talk a little bit about that. Uh, some things that Sierra has gone through because I think this is such a big part of your story that we we want to dive into. She has been through a lot. She was. Born at 32 weeks, and when I had her, she was 2 pounds, 14 ounces, and we found out at the 18-week ultrasound that she had a heart problem. So she came early because I was having problems carrying her, so they delivered her early. So she was born with this heart defect, and what she has, as far as her heart is, it's called hypoplastic right ventricle. She is missing the right chamber of her heart, Mm. so she basically she just has half of a heart. Okay. And so we knew we were facing um, heart surgeries for her, but we didn't realize the extent of other issues she mm-hmm. was going to have until mm-hmm. after she was born. So you guys knew that uh, kind of early on in the pregnancy? Uh, yeah, 18 weeks. 18 weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you're preparing yourself for the things that are, that are uh, in the future then. Mm-hmm. Uh, David, talk about that a little bit because um, Jennifer's uh, pregnant. And some challenges are going on, and you know, you're working, and you're doing stuff, and you're yes. uh, supporting uh, Jennifer. Talk about that from a husband's standpoint. I think a lot of times, um, you know, we miss that part uh, for the husband with the emotions that go on. It's very uncertain at that time. Uh, I mean, we knew um, knew at that time, we, of course, that, that God was in control of everything. Uh, but finding out that there was other issues uh, with with Sierra. Uh, and having two other children at home, um, that two small children, by the way, they it was a it was a tough um, tough thing to hear. We weren't so we weren't sure what was gonna, I mean, you know what the truth uh, or what the future held. And as well, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that that uh, Jen is being taken care of and mm-hmm. and she's healthy. Uh, so um, yeah, just to, to keep going and get our family rallied around and and just mm-hmm. and keep moving forward with that. So. You guys are believers at this time, right? Yes. Yes. You're trusted in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. Talk a, a little bit about your kind of your spiritual journey uh, during that time. Oh man, I think for me, I was just so overwhelmed with everything when she was born. Um, I I remember praying for her and worrying about her and trusting God, and um, it it was it's. It was just so sketchy. The future was so sketchy. Like, just it was hard to imagine her getting even out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. So, um, I tried to remain faithful and trust God, and um, there was a lot of days it wasn't easy. David, how about you? Uh, again, as a guy, you want to you want to fix everything and have yeah. it there. And now you're going to bring home a little girl that's going to have to have a lot of care. Yeah. 
Uh, what were your conversations with God like during that time? I mean, I knew I couldn't fix her. You know, I could, and uh, I couldn't. Uh, it was so far beyond me. But I knew that God had put the right people in the right places all around us. I mean, we, they put us at a great hospital. Um, they went ahead and had nurses that were just that were superb. Um, had you know, support. Had family and family, uh, family and friends and and coworkers all around that were just praying, and we were just praying and praying and praying. Um, I mean, from day one, we found out. That, you know that there was a uh, possibly issues to you know to the end and into the you know to basically all through the pregnancy and through mm-hmm. the birth and everything so um yeah um I, I never really wanted to go ahead and really take control of the whole thing myself uh just because i knew it was out of my my hands mm. unfortunately um the things that i could control you know things at home and everything uh, got frustrated with those things as well because those were just it was very mm-hmm. stressful at those times so that was the that was the uh, tough part for me. Yeah. So you have two uh, children at home. Mm-hmm. You're already busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, two young children. Mm-hmm. Now you bring home Sierra, and I'm assuming this is like around the clock um, caring for her. Mm-hmm. Just talk about the the bringing her home and what that was like. Oh, bringing her home was uh, it was such an amazing day because we. I honestly, I shouldn't say we. I felt I, I it was just amazing she was even coming home she was in the hospital for a total of six months oh my um and she had her first first uh heart surgery before she came home and she wound up re, uh requiring a tracheostomy tube and a feeding tube and then they did um surgery in her stomach um because she kept reflexing so it was to stop the reflex from coming up because it was causing lung damage for her. Man, six months in the hospital going back and forth, that had to be a, yeah. a challenge. Yeah. yeah, It was very challenging because when she was born, um, our son was uh, four and then our other daughter was 18 months. And so, um, yeah, juggling the two of them and then going to the hospital to visit Sierra and make sure she's getting taken care of. And we didn't really know what she needed as far as taking mm-hmm. care of in the hospital you mm-hmm. trusted the doctors um and so when she came home at six months our son had just turned five and our other daughter had just turned two and she came home um on a ventilator um oxygen um 24 7 uh food tube feedings mm-hmm. um and we also had nursing that came home with us we had 16 hours a day of nursing and you know we had therapists you know physical therapists and all those therapists <laughs> coming in and we, it felt like we had a revolving door at our house. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing how our other two children just, just like went with it mm-hmm. and they just adapted to it. It was, it was pretty amazing. So yeah. it was tough having new people in your house, you know, they're like living with you <laughs> basically. And um, 16 hours a day, someone is there mm-hmm. in uh, our home. tending to Sierra. Yep. 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 So that changes everything. Yeah. Talk about those first days uh, there, getting getting used to all the things you just mentioned about uh, the nurses and the medical and the feeding and the oxygen. The, the, the sounds and sights around your house are totally different. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, yeah. <the> sounds. <laughs> um, machines are going off and mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> you know, buzzers and dupes and all these different uh, things are going on. Um, and, and nurses going in and out and everything. Uh, it was stre- uh, 
was different because, at least for me, it was different because the uh, when we saw Sierra, we saw we went to the hospital to see Sierra, and we we could separate that, uh, separate the hospital from our home life, and for our kids as well. And now all of a sudden, Sierra and the hospital is in our dining room, and mm. there she is right there. And the nurses are over on our couch. And so everything is right there. There's no other place, no roundabout place for us to really go and hang out. Uh, so, you know, for me, it was a challenge to have that stress. Um, so I like to have a little bit of space and everything. Mm -hmm. But uh, I could go outside for that. But yet the inside with the kids is really nice, too. So for me, it was a, it was a real challenge. Mm -hmm. So How long was it before the nurses and the medical uh, personnel mm -hmm. kind of w went away in, in stages uh, before you guys were, were back with your, with just your family and, mm -hmm. and Sierra. Honestly, it's still going on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we don't have the therapy. We don't mm -hmm. have um, oxygen deliveries, you know, um, but we still have a nurse that comes to our house to help us with her, okay. just to give us a break and, and stuff. So we, okay. we, Still, after all these years, still have one that comes to our home. Just catch us up on Sierra. So she's 21 years old. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. she has been through other surgeries and other uh, challenges as well. Just catch yeah. us up as to where she is today. Yeah, in her 21-year span of life, um, she's had four heart surgeries. Mm -hmm. So two were open heart um, to kind of basically just rewire her. Just take mm -hmm. arteries from different parts of the body connected to the heart. To give her the circulation that she needs um and she still has her trach tube she still has her feeding tube um she's been through a lot i mean there's been several instances where she's been very sick in the hospital mm -hmm. and she's i just thought i'm not bringing her home because mm -hmm. you know a respiratory bug for her can be very very hard on mm -hmm. her mm -hmm. um but she's doing well. I mean, she's nonverbal. Um, she needs constant attention. She's 24-7 um, care. She does walk. Um, she's, <laughs> she's feisty. She's pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah. But she needs constant attention. Right. I mean, she just needs watched all the time. So we just celebrated um, a huge, huge milestone in her life mm -hmm. and in our family's life, I would say, too. It was, it was about all of us and not just her. Mm -hmm. um she just graduated oh, that's great so that was from her life skills school mm -hmm. um so that was that was just amazing because we there was a day we never thought we'd see her mm -hmm. do that and to just share that moment in her life was was pretty yeah. cool so so you have um sierra you have uh two other children who are older mm -hmm. going through life um always some challenges and uh in your marriage, uh, some things kind of kind of hit the wall. Um, you're shaking your head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> talk about that, uh, Jennifer. Start with you. Kind of talk about. Uh, you already have. I mean, any uh, marriage is stressful. Period. You got kids, right? And then you have Sierra. That's that that uh, with the special needs it brings on more. Again, your home your home is a revolving door, as you said. Mm -hmm. um, and along with those things, um, your marriage kind of comes to a point where you got to take some action. 
through all the years, I, we just kind of seemed like we didn't work as a team. We kind of got distanced from each other, and Dave was isolating himself more and more, and I felt like I was doing the brunt of everything, taking care of the kids and Sierra and doctor's appointments, and, and plus I'm trying to go to a job as well. Um, yeah, it, it was a really... Um, we had some years that were very, very rough. And um, our other two children could see it. They knew it, you know, that there was something going on with their dad. And, um, yeah, it was tough. I, I, It came – we tried doing some counseling, and it just didn't seem to be working. And, um, and I just – I basically, like you said, hit a wall. I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm, I'm done, you know. You need to make some choices in your life of what you want to do. You either need to fix, figure out what's going on with you or just leave. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need this anymore. Like, I'm done crying over you. I'm done crying over what's not happening. You're not helping me. Um, and so I gave him an ultimatum mm-hmm. of, of what to do. I just, it was just too tough. Like, mm-hmm. my core being was just falling apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, David, talk, go back a little bit and mm-hmm. talk about one of the things that Jennifer said was uh, isolation. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, that's uh, very common, right, in a relationship that's not going well. I found myself becoming more isolated uh, over the years um, when, when Jen and I were having more and more problems. Um, I found we'd get the work done that I needed to get done in the house and then run off to another side of the room to go ahead and, and or upstairs to our bedroom eventually to go ahead and watch TV and watch a movie. And the dog would come sit with me. Everything was good. Uh, Jim was down with, uh, with the kids and, and hanging out with them. Uh, so yeah, so I was really, really pushing myself away from everybody else in my family, except for the dog. It was really tough. I was really pushing myself away from, from people cause I really didn't have any friends. Uh, was pushing myself away from God as well um, and really started pushing myself away by letting Jen uh, Jen and the kids go to church and I stayed home from church to my thinking my rationale was was giving her some space you know this is what she wanted to do she wants to be away from me she can go to church I'll stay home and that's good Um, that's my it's a good thing for me to do you know like pat on myself on the back but was actually what I was actually doing was was not building our marriage and not continuing to do that, not fighting for the things that I needed to fight for. David, talk about your believer. Mm-hmm. Talk about your relationship with the Lord at that time. To be honest with you, I didn't didn't have any conversation at all with God. <laughs> I really had just stopped. I really I didn't even feel that that overall conviction. I've just I felt dead inside. I really felt dead. And as, uh, yeah, it's weird to hear, think about that now. Um, I just didn't, just want to, didn't want to, didn't see that as being a need. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, until that, that time when Jen said, this is the ultimatum. Mm-hmm. You need to get, you need to get out there and get, you know, changing. I'm, I'm leaving you if you don't get help. Mm-hmm. Um, and the very first thing when I did, when I started just thinking about it, was everything else was off the table in my mind. It was clear. And then just just felt it was God just speaking to me, saying, 
come back, you know? <laughs> and uh, I needed to have that relationship with him again. First thing that I do did was go ahead and ask him to, you know, to come back into my life and to go ahead mm. and just, and to, uh, and to take over and lead me through this thing. Mm. And I don't know what's gonna happen, but I know that, that you, you, you must be in charge, so mm. take it. And, um, and he did. When Jennifer came to you and said, okay, I've hit a wall, this is it, mm -hmm. change or, or leave, the ultimatum, mm -hmm. which was, as you said, uh, Jennifer, you, had, you, had, you, you were done crying over the situation, right? I was done crying, yes. Yeah. Uh, David, was that, uh, was that an immediate, okay, I'm changing, or was that like a pro were you angry at first? Was that a process? How did you work, kind of work through that? I actually went, uh, I changed right away. You know, I just immediately, I didn't get angry. Um, I was in such in such a bad place with Jen that I uh, wanted to go ahead and make that, make that, make the change, make it, make, make it better now. Um, mm -hmm. And I didn't, I didn't feel pushed into it. I just, I felt like open. It was really weird, just like a clear air, like a, you know, in the middle of the, middle of the sea, what'll I do? Almost relieving yes. in a sense. It really was. It really was. Everything... All the you know the bad stuff was out, and all all of a sudden here we are, and here mm -hmm. we it's just it was mm -hmm. it was blissful. It was amazing. Uh, Jennifer takes a lot of courage to do that. Uh, did you think about that a lot before you did it, or did you just uh, one day say, "I've reached the end of my rope, and I've got a mm -hmm. something has something has to change." I can remember telling myself, like two more years. Let me get through this two more years because our daughter had two more years of high school. I thought, I just let me get through these two years and then like I'm done. Like I just want to walk out. Like because I wanted her to finish school with you know you always think of your kids first. You, I wanted her to finish school with her friends and like go from there. Um, so we actually had had a, ca a counseling appointment and some things came up in the in the counseling appointment that. Um, that were changing for that just changed for me. Mm -hmm. I learned about some behaviors he was doing and some lying and, and different things. And, um, that's when I was like, I just don't care. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, I had to think of myself. Um, but that's when I hit the wall that day. Jennifer, th this is uh, very, uh, real and raw what you've gone through. Talk to, uh, some, some wives out there, who are going through that that same thing. I guess what I would say to women that are in a marriage that's just like falling, like find support. I mean, that was the first thing I did. Mm -hmm. um, and find find your people, I guess. Find your <laughs> friends that will, that can understand what you're going through. Um, they can lift you up, they can pray for you, they know how you feel. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, <laughs> Stand up for yourself. Lean on the Lord. You know, he has got me through so much. Mm -hmm. You know, not just Sierra, but my my marriage. And um, there's days that have been really hard. You know, I, this is honest, but like I've said to the Lord, if this is the way you love me, just leave me alone. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. it was just so overwhelming. It was too much. But mm -hmm. I always ran back. I always ran back. I was more afraid not to have him in my life. Talk about this a little bit, uh, Jennifer. When you went to David, you didn't say, get out. 
but you said, if you don't change, <laughs> you need to get out. So you still, you still wanted this to work. Yeah, I, I, it's an interesting question. I never really thought about that. Um, I guess I did want it to work. You know, I loved him. He, I chose to marry him, and, um, you know, I knew, I knew there was a very good person deep down inside. Mm. I knew that. I saw it in him. You had the conversation, and uh, David, you said kind of right then and there, it was you weren't angry. It was almost a relief that it's out. Now I can start working, but... But the road back's not always an easy road either. So talk about talk about how you mend things that have been broken. Get yourself involved. Find support groups of whatever you need, a Bible study, a woman's Bible study. Find people that you can relate to. Um, we did tons of counseling together. Um, we just, I think we both, oh, I can speak for myself, is I just plugged the way. I just... I wanted it, so I kept working at it. Um, I, I learned new strategies, I guess you could say is a good word, in counseling of boundaries. David, what about you? Talk about the journey the journey back. Yeah, I found, you know, found people that were around me, like a, a good community, a good group of, uh, of, uh, of guys, you know, to go ahead and, and to pray pray for pray with me and, and to, for, for me to share with and everything and and I could listen to them as well so it was it was a common group mm-hmm. common bond um, we uh, you know felt went through a lot of counseling as well uh, went through actually a couple counselors myself too a therapist and uh, and actually a psychiatrist as well uh, to get the the help that I needed things that I didn't know were going on mm-hmm. uh, so I found out some things through there um, and uh, just got plugged in, you know, plugged in with um, here at uh, at church and everything. Got plugged in with, uh, or the started going to the men's ministry as well. Um, started uh, getting involved and in, in everything. Just really went ahead and, and and plugged away. Kept going at it, and um, you know, found some good godly men that I could really trust in, and gave me some good advice. Mm-hmm. And jumped in, and they told me what to do. And and you know, they were like saying, as soon as you walk, as soon as you you know, crawl out of bed, you know, just, you hit your knees, you just pray and you, you know, just pray and pray and pray. And then done with that, do your devotions. And then you go ahead and get a shower and then mm-hmm. you get something to eat mm-hmm. and then you do this. So it's, you know, put the Lord first and, and move forward. And, and, uh, it was moving, very moving times that I've had. So something both of you have said, I think is so important, uh, in, um, any marriage relationship, right. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're, uh, going through a healing process, uh, both of you said, I just plugged away. And I think that's so important because some people uh, listening uh, will, will go through a time and they'll have the confrontation, right? Or they'll hit a wall in the relationship. And then, you know, there's some initial conversation and mending, but it's still hard. And they want things to change just like that. And we're back to where we were. But that, that doesn't happen in real life. And so the fact that you guys are saying we plugged away, man, there's some sto- – we could be here for a long time talking about some of those plugging away stories, right? Mm-hmm. That days are hard and you see some progress and you take a couple steps forward and then three steps back. Mm-hmm. For those who, you know, they're saying, yeah, I thought things were going to change. Mm-hmm. He promised. She promised. This is hard. 
Talk about the importance of plugging away. I love what yeah. you guys said. Wow, yeah. I mean, absolutely, some days are just so challenging and, and tough, you know. Um, yeah, I think to me, it was all about kind of like self-care where like, you know, I would journal, I would have my devotions, I would try to have some time to myself um, to get myself in a good space. Um, I felt like I needed to heal first um, before him and I could really heal together because there are some things that I needed to work on for myself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, and I would say it, it's, it is tough, man. It's very tough. It's been seven years, and I would say the last two years have been like the best of our marriage ever. So we're going to wrap up. I'm going to ask you guys two questions. Okay. You guys have been married for 27 years, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Think about the last 27 years. So you have three kids. You have mm-hmm. Sierra. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some marriage challenges. Mm-hmm. What has God taught you? To, so these two questions. What has God taught you? about yourself and what has God taught you about himself? The thing that I've learned so the, the most has been um, that you know, you know, God is in control and that like you said in the beginning, I am not in control of this whole thing um, of life and uh, I can trust him with everything everything that's there no matter what's going on I can just lay it at his feet, and he'll take care of it no matter what. Jennifer, what about you? What do you learn about yourself and about your um, Heavenly Father? I can honestly say that the past like seven years, um, dealing with you know uh, restoring our marriage and and everything has brought me closer to God than anything else. Hmm. Um, hmm. It's brought me to my knees more than. <laughs> every day it's brought me to my knees mm-hmm. you know and and i love my daughters just as much but like it's just something that really have personally affected my life right and right. like who i am as a person mm-hmm. so um yeah and i think the biggest thing i learned um about the lord is just surrender um <laughs> just just surrender it to him you know you, you just let him have it it's not easy i still struggle with it um when you when I want things a certain way or whatever, but just getting on your knees and surrendering and say you have to take this, you know. Um, and I think the biggest thing I've learned too, another thing about myself is that I am loved by God. <laughs> you know that He does love me. My husband was choosing not to love me, and I was dealing with a lot of circumstances of with our daughter and um, where I just felt unloved that God didn't even, he didn't like me. Mm-hmm. He just kind of turned his back on me and he, um, but that wasn't the truth, mm-hmm. you know, but I've learned that too, that, that God really does love me and, and I'm worthy to be loved mm-hmm. and I'm important mm-hmm. just as much. Yeah. You know, I think as, as a mom, a lot of moms put their, their self last so much that like you feel like you're unlovable and that's how I felt, mm-hmm. but I know that's not true. Heavenly Father um, values you so much that he would say, Scripture says, um, you know, he sent his son to die for you. And if he's willing to do that, mm-hmm. then he's willing to give you everything that you need. Amen. And we just stop with the fact that he would send his son. I mean, the value 
uh, and the love that he has for you is amazing. And as you say, you can go through times when you don't feel valued, but the truth of Scripture is you're always valued by the Heavenly Father. True. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. Guys, yeah. thanks so much for coming. I'm going to pray. Uh, if you guys will pray with me, I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to just uh, as I'm praying, just think about those out there who are going through similar situations. Okay. And um, uh, we just pray that God encourages their heart, yeah. that God uh, helps them to keep um, plugging on mm-hmm. uh, and persevering in the relationship. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you that you're a God who loves us and you care for us and you know us by name. And Father, regardless of what other people around us say or do, regardless of the situation that we're in that sometimes uh, makes us feel lesser than, uh, we, we are worthy in your sight and we are valued in your sight. We are your son, we are your daughter, and as a believer we'll f- forever be. Uh, there's nothing we can do to make you love us more or less because your love is perfect and unconditional. We thank you f- for your forgiveness. You tell us that you take our sins and you throw them in the depth of the sea. You separate them as far as the east is from the west. You say you remember our sins no more. You choose to remember our sins no more. And we thank you, Father, for just the, the refreshing transformation that that brings into our life. We pray, Father, for those going through uh, challenges with a child who has special needs. We pray, Lord, you would surround them with your love and surround them with community. It's able to, to, to help them, uh, to give them a, a night off, to give them a weekend away. Uh, Lord, just uh, to help them be refreshed uh, in a time where they're uh, a primary caregiver for a child. And I pray, Lord, for those going through marriage situations. Uh, uh, David and Jennifer have been very open and honest uh, that they uh, had challenges in their marriage. And, Lord, there is no marriage that is perfect. And I pray, Father, that you would uh, be with those going through really difficult times. Give them your strength. Give them your peace. And let them know from uh, David and Jennifer that even when we are hitting a wall, uh, you're the one who can break through every wall, and you're the one who can heal Uh, every uh, broken heart, and you're the one who can restore and revive that love that that we once had. You can make it new and even better than it ever was. So we, uh, as Jennifer said, we surrender to you, and we're asking, Lord, that you take over and do what only you can do. We depend on that. We thank you that you're a trustworthy God in all things. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us on the Journey Podcast. This is a powerful story, isn't it? A marriage almost to the point of no return. But it just shows the power of God. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, that God is able to do far more than we ask or think according to the power at work within us. He can restore. He can renew. Maybe your marriage seems at the place of no return. Let God turn your story into a story like Jennifer and David's. 